Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Greetings. Good afternoon to you. Kodiak the uh, Eagle is still missing from the ABA. <gasps> it's disappointing. That's an update. Well, come on. I... Did you see the video of him that the uh, runners took on no. Twitter? So there are a couple of runners in the north side who just came upon him. Recently, like today or No, yesterday? I don't know what day it was. Okay. I mean, I, I saw it today, but I don't know what day it was. And he was sitting, not sitting, standing on the sidewalk. I mean, he's huge. I mean, we all know that. He's an eagle. Right. But, like, seeing him in relation to people is still shocking. He's, like, three feet tall. I wonder what's going to happen. I don't I mean, know. And how do you catch a bird like that? I mean, you know what these birds do. They swoop in. In water and take, you know, 10-pound right. fish out of the water. Exactly. It's, they're very strong. I would want to get within, you know, spitting range. Would you? No, and I wonder if people at the aviary, they're not, are they used to catching escaped birds? Who? Of course not. Who would not. do that? No. And how do you do that? Like, just throw a big net over the bird? That's the only way to do it. I don't know what else you could do. I've caught a bird once. That's a good point. You could offer your services I to did. the aviary. You could volunteer. Myself. I've had some experience doing that. Mm-hmm. So you know. I don't know if it's experience. It's experience. I, I mean, caught a ex- bird. It's experience, but it's like not. You, you didn't catch an eagle. You caught Pip. I caught a parrot. Pip's small. I can still say I caught don't a bird. Don't get carried away. You know. But still, a- anyway, thinking about that bird out there somewhere. I mean, I, I imagine he's fine. It's not like he's going to starve, right? Could think, he starve? I mean, no. he, but he he hasn't caught his own food in seventeen years. Yeah, but I think that would kick in. I I can't imagine he would starve. I I'm not saying I know, but I you know he's a wild animal, who's been kind of locked away. Not kind of. He's okay, been locked well, away. We, we've all seen Shawshank, right? Yeah. So, what? What? <laughs> I'm just saying that when people are used to a certain circumstance, you can't put them out in a different circumstance and assume they're going to be well, fine. All of a sudden, the bird's going to go to an old boarding house and <laughs> hang himself. Is that the deal? <laughs> no, you told I'm, the end. Well, sorry. I mean, I didn't tell the whole end. I mean, if you haven't seen it by now, you're not going to see you're it, right. I think, I only, right? It only came out okay. 30 years Hey, look ago. at the bird. Oh, sorry. What was the guy's name? Because, you know, because uh, his, his name was yeah, up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't blah, remember. Blah, blah, blah. was Christy? here. You got nothing for me. No. Uh, I can look it up. Uh, Would you please? Yeah, look it up. I'll look it up. Okay, look it up. Is that James Whitmore? Was the the actor? He was the guy who did like the gardening thing. You're like the- I believe so. Yeah. You're the authority when it comes to that. From the bird to the Shawshank to (laughs) the top news stories of the day. As we always do, Kath gives us a look at the news headlines. Mm -hmm. Kath, please, without further ado, give us the top forward four. This is a curious list today. Oh, good. I look forward to it then little preamble. I mean, we made a transition from an eagle to Shawshank Redemption. (laughs) For Tuesday, September 28th, 2021. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Number one. China, a government apparently allergic to both repentance and irony, announced plans to, wait for it, you ready? Reduce the number of abortions performed in the country. Right. I did see this. Yep. According to the Washington Post, the new measures arrive as China is seeking to revive its birth rate, which fell last year to its lowest point since 1961. Now, most likely that's the case because for years, abortion was not only widely available in China, but regularly forced on women who became pregnant multiple times in violation of the one-child policy. Okay, this is, they're living what they, right. right, this is what has come to pass. Many women in traditional families also chose to abort females to save their one child quota to have a son. In 2015, with the national birth rate plummeting, China lifted the one-child policy and then banned sex-selective abortions in 2016. In 2018, they began requiring women seeking abortion. Now, keep in mind, not 
They're not requiring men or men and women, but only requiring women to fill out a form outlining their future contraceptive and family planning arrangements. Mm -hmm. How about that? That's the Chinese government. So men can just skate. That's a lot of pressure on a woman. Number two, South Korea's president, Moon Jae-in, raised banning the eating of dogs in the country yesterday, his office said, a traditional practice that is becoming, quote, an international embarrassment. The meat has long been part of a South Korean cuisine, with about one million dogs believed to be eaten annually, but consumption has declined as more people embrace dogs as companions rather than livestock. The practice is now something of a taboo among younger generations, and pressure from animal rights activists has been mounting. South Korea's pet industry is happily, I inserted the happily, on the rise, with a growing number of people living with dogs at home. The president is one of them. Moon is a known dog lover and has several canines at the presidential compound, including a mutt he rescued after taking office. Adopting Tori, that's the name of the dog, was one of Moon's pledges during his presidential campaign, and the pooch became the very first rescue dog to make its way to the Blue House. I love it. How about that? That is good news in South Korea. And good news here in Pittsburgh, number three. Manfred Honick will continue through the 2027-28 season as music director of the Pittsburgh Symphony Orchestra, following the announcement of a six-year extension to the renowned conductor's contract. Honick is now in his 14th season. According to the Trib, the symphony is one of the most frequently touring North American orchestras with regular appearances at Carnegie Hall and Lincoln Center in New York, as well as the major venues and festivals of Europe, when, of course, we could go to Europe. Mm -hmm. Under the extended contract, Honick will continue to lead the symphony in 10 weeks of programs at Heinz Hall, Plus special projects, recordings, and tours. Outstanding. Isn't that man, great? Yeah, it is. He's been a man of faith and yeah. he's been on our show. Yeah, he's been on our show. We like him very much. Number four. And in the world of sports, Cleveland outfielder Bradley Zimmer has earned bragging rights, at least for the time being, when he gets together with his older brother, Kyle, at the family's holiday functions. Do you know why? No. Because Kyle Zimmer, 30, pitches for the Kansas City Royals. And according to the USA Today, when the two teams met up last night, the two faced each other. I love it. Uh Uh-huh. For the third time this season. Those other at-bats ended in a strikeout and a walk. But Bradley, age 28, got the best of his brother in the eighth inning as he took Kyle's 85-mile-per-hour slider and deposited it 408 feet into the right field seats. Cleveland went on to win the game 8-3. Quote, I'd say it's a mix of emotions, Bradley said to MLB.com. I don't necessarily pride myself just because I hit that off my brother, because hopefully someday we'll be on the same team. I mean, I'd like that. It was fun. It was a little redemption, I guess. He got me the first time, so I had to make it even. It's only the fourth time that a brother hit a home run against another brother in the modern era since 1900. (laughs) I love it. And the first time it's happened since 1975. Wow, that's cool. That's your top four. Four. Very nice. How about that? Isn't that cool? It's, very, it's a great story. Meanwhile, the Pirates lost. Again. Just saying. Still. Uh, just saying. So they're going to lose... Will they lose 100 games? Oh, yeah. There's. I think they have to go five and zip or something to not go... <laughs> a five-game a five game win streak. Yeah, exactly. No, it's not going to happen. Have we had a five-game win streak this year? Uh, I think I we did. I think you we think had so? one five-game win. We, I think we're going to finish out this season without ever sweeping a team. Mm-hmm. Not what, a single time. When's that, ever, when's that ever happened? I don't know if that's ever happened. Uh, it's I hate never to happened say this. I've been paying attention. Oh yeah, they're fifty-eight and ninety-eight right now. Mm-hmm. I hate and they to only say have this. five games left, right? I'd kind of like to go to a game. Would you? I would. I've only been a couple of He's times. A glutton for punishment. Isn't well, he? I just God you know, don't you haven't been to any games? I haven't this been year. to one single game. Christy, have you been to a game? 
No, I'm not a big Pirates fan. Oh, you're not. Now, a listen fan. to how she okay. says that so definitively. Because yeah. why would she be a Pirate what, fan? Yeah, well, the Pens lost last night. Did they play? They played in an exhibition game, yeah. three nothing. I didn't yep. know. Tristan Jari gave up some goals. No, no surprise. No, oh, great. Good. <laughs> oh, great. All right, tell us about Shawshank. You got anything there? Yeah, his name uh, was Brooks. Brooks was Brooks. here, and he wrote Brooks was here. Yeah, yeah. Brooks was here. Right. Thank you. You think we could have thought of that? I didn't. I don't know. Yeah. Yesterday, it took me what five, six minutes to come up with Donnie Marie. So. <laughs> Coming up. Wait, that was the PAL thing, right? Yes, that was PAL. Past Past Appreciation Appreciation Lunch. Lunch. Coming up October 19th, I do believe. Yes, we're going to have a terrific time. It's a a free event for any pastor, any associate pastor, and their spouse. Very nice. And Brooks will be there. I don't know if Brooks will be there. He might show up. Christy and John and I will be there. Heck yeah, we will be. And I might ask Donnie and Marie. Mm -hmm. Because Kath will get all gussied up. Maybe. Okay. We'll Take see. a break. Come back. Our friend Michelle Van Loon in the On Deck Circle. She's the author of a bunch of books, but today she's talking about changing the landscape of the church. Keep going. W-O-R-D. Dr. Michael Youssef. The best friend is the one who knows how to comfort you when you need comfort, how to bring you under conviction when you sin, how to pray for you when you can't pray for yourself. Because of this reason, Jesus said, I'll give you the Holy Spirit to dwell on the inside of every believer. Make plans to join us this week on Leading the Way. Tomorrow morning at 6.30 on 101.5 WORD. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs, siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement. Offer valid through 1231-21. All with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That is windowsrspittsburgh.com. Thinking about life insurance? What if you could make one free phone call and learn your best price from nearly a dozen highly rated price competitive companies? Well, that's exactly what happens when you call SelectQuote Life. For example, George is 40. He was getting sky-high quotes from other companies because he takes meds to control his blood pressure. But when I shopped around, I found him a 10-year, $500,000 policy for under $25 a month. I'm SelectQuote agent Dan Savino. And believe me, if SelectQuote isn't shopping for your life insurance, you're probably paying too much. For a free quote, call 800-523-3771. That's 800-523-3771. 800-523-3771. Or go to selectquote.com. Since 1985, we shop you save. Get full details on the example policy at slash commercials. Your price could vary depending on your health issuing company and other factors. Not available in all states. 
Word FM presents our 15th annual Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, 12 p.m. Tuesday, October 19th at the Doubletree by Hilton in Greentree. A free event open to all senior and associate pastors and their spouses. Come experience a day of gratitude, fellowship, and encouragement. Tuesday, October 19th, featuring keynote speaker, Pastor Jack Graham, host of PowerPoint, heard daily on this station. Doors open at 10.30 a.m. Reservations are required. To attend, reserve your free tickets now at wordfm.com pastors. What is it to be Jewish and a Christian? Our next guest is exactly that. Michelle Van Loon is a regular guest on our show. She is the author of five books, including her most recent, Becoming Sage, Cultivating Meaning, Purpose, and Spirituality in Midlife. But she wrote a piece that was really fascinating and extremely revealing, I would believe, uh, at uh, Fathom Magazine, The Landscape of the Church. It'll take work. It'll take work to cross the chasms that divide us. Michelle, welcome back. I I love this piece. Well done. Oh, thanks. Thanks. It, you know, it's, it's a few words to describe what has been a many decade process of learning to live between two worlds and not be entirely welcome or at home in either yeah, of them. I bet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that must be a hard position, Michelle. Let's talk about your background first then. Um, you grew up in an observant Jewish household. What was it like? Well, I describe it to people as um, more like a Jerry Seinfeld level okay. of observance. <laughs> okay, it. we can relate to we that. We understand that. Does that, does that help? Yeah, I, you know, actually it, it does. <laughs> Newman. So my, we celebrated holidays. There was some synagogue attendance, but it wasn't really um, a deeply committed um, religious household, but it was very culturally aware um, of what it meant to be Jewish. So I kind of got immersed in in Jewish culture, both of my parents who are now deceased um, were Jewish, are Jewish, and, um, you know, and here am I, so. Right, okay, so now, then you grow up in a household that is culturally Jewish, and I think a lot of Christians would go, well, I grew up in a very culturally Christian home as well, mm-hmm. right, so we, we all understand mm-hmm. that, but at some point in your life, you became a follower of Jesus Christ. How did that happen? I was a teenager and um, it was kind of the tail end of the Jesus movement. Okay. So there was a lot of talk in the culture and certainly in my high school um, about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I grew up understanding that that was the God of the Gentiles. It had nothing to do with us. That was made very clear to me. But um, a friend who I partied a lot with came to school one day and told me she became a Christian the night before. And I was like, I looked around because it was a majority Gentile high school. And I said, well, all these people all around me are Christians. In my mind, it was one in the same kind of thing. You know, Gentile equals Christian. And um her response was, no, it's not the same. And that conversation kicked off months of inquiry and reading and wrestling. And um, it sounds like the script of a, a Christian Hollywood movie, 
Um, but the first time I read the Gospel of John, um, I went from not believing that Jesus had anything to do with me to um, when he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Suddenly, those words were um, alive. And I mark that as the beginning of my big change in my life. That's wonderful. It's an amazing story. It is. It, it like, even now, I never yeah. get tired yeah. of thinking about it, but it made my life a lot more complicated. I bet. So your parents, <laughs> uh, they couldn't have been really thrilled when you came home and said, I'm a Christian. Not too excited. Well, it took me almost a year to get up the courage to tell them. So I used all my teenage partying sneaking skills. I applied them to sneaking to things like Bible studies <laughs> instead of to parties. My parents noticed that I um, was behaving better um, and wasn't, um, you know, just as much of a chaos causer in the house as I'd been before. I was a very angry and depressed kid. Um, and so when I finally had that conversation with them, they said, don't you ever talk to us about this again. And never, and as long as you're in our household, you can never attend church. So I was like, okay, fine. And so the combination of exactly what you guys are doing, radio, and my sneaking, because I did keep sneaking to stuff, um, and reading lots of books and reading my Bible, that kind of pieced my faith through and formed a foundation. Interesting. So I, I know now I look back and I'm like, I was, that was not what we would ex kind of describe as a normal teenage experience. Not at all. But fast forward, and then I met my husband um, at a Bible study. And even though our last name is Van Loon, which is very Dutch, mm -hmm. his mom is Jewish. So he is also considered okay. by rabbis and those who know Jewish. But we met at a Bible study. So they, it didn't thrill my parents you would think they might be like well he's jewish but i met him at church so um that kind of took away any joy in that all right so let me break in for a minute michelle and i think i've told you this in the past when we've talked about this but i have a good friend um who is jewish and um we haven't seen each other in a long time but when we would get together and we would talk about faith she mm -hmm. would say if I was ever to convert to Christianity, my mm -hmm. mother would disown me because in her mind, that would be a repudiation of the Holocaust. It would be, it, it would be a, a disallowing of her suffering and her family's suffering. And I could never do that to her. Um, now, talk about your, you understand that. Oh, I understand it very well. Probably better now than I did when I was a teenager and just super excited about Jesus. Um, I'm still super excited about Jesus, but I have been, um, the, especially as a public writer, um, I occasionally find myself in the crosshairs of people who are either um, Jewish people who believe I'm a traitor 
you know, I've gone over to team Christian and I'm no longer Jewish or um, from people that are um, anti-Semitic. Um, I've at one point, um, my face was plastered on um, the cover of a white supremacist website after I wrote something about um, anti-Semitism. So I've kind of gotten it from both sides and um, as recently as last week, actually. And um, that is a very hard place to be. When I know other Jewish believers who have had that experience of being disowned by their family or cut off from their community. I've also known people that um, move from very traditional Catholic households into evangelical church spaces and their families kind of treat them the same way. I've also known Muslims um, who have had the same experience. Um, And so it's really hard to be able to tell somebody, I'm not converting. Um, Jesus was Jewish and, um, you know, I am still a Jewish person. If an Adolf Hitler were to show up, I would be in line to the ovens, to the concentration camps, along with my Jewish brothers and sisters, because he wouldn't care that I said, Jesus is Lord. Um, it, it wouldn't matter. So, and it matters to, it matters to me as an outsider that I don't want to ever give my Jewish friends any impression that I am, um, repudiating any of the historicity of the Holocaust either. I guess that's, that's the other thing is I want to be sensitive to that as well. And how, how do you think that that happens? How can that be done well? well? I, you know, a lot of it has to do with living an honest and authentic life. Most people who are Jewish actually come to faith the way I did through a, a strong and consistent witness of a Gentile follower of Jesus. Um, Because people like me are, I I am problematic. I I have in the last few years um, been involved in some um, interfaith kinds of dialogue experiences, which I wrote about in the Fathom piece to be able to say in my early years as a Christian, you know, with because of the people I was hanging around with and going to church with, if there wasn't a a direct evangelistic kind of outcome or agenda, then going or being involved in interfaith conversations was um, kind of off limits. You know, what's the point? And I actually think there's, there's a, a great, deal that we can learn Mm. about learning to listen and just be there and be present rather than rushing in with the agenda. Um, when we don't really know what people are up against your friend, Kathy, who is saying this would like actually kill my mother and she would disown me, you know, listening to that and being able to address that, um, 
you know, you can't exactly understand what that's like if you're if you come from a Christian family. You can't understand what it's like to lose your community. Mm-hmm. And I but don't want to de- I don't want to devalue that. Right, right. Yet you also want to be able to share um, the love of God. And most of the time we rush in with words before sometimes it's, you know, kind of out of season and we don't always know what it is we're talking about. The, the older I'm and I'm a person of many words. I know that might come as a surprise <laughs> to people, um, <laughs> but but um, I am I'm learning um, to ask questions and to listen so that I can ask better questions and and continue to develop a relationship, and that goes both ways. Sometimes I find in the church who are these these are my brothers and sisters as followers. You know, we're all following Jesus together, and this is an amazing thing. Um, but there's a lot of embedded anti-Semitism in even in churches that seem like they'd be right. super strong Bible readers. It's I I have stories. So, you know, so being able to navigate that, developing some thicker skin and recognizing that every act of bridge building, of peacemaking, um, it's kind of a lonely place out there on the bridge. You know, it's a lot easier to just stick with one community or the other than to try to bridge those divides. And my article actually has application, I think, for um, anybody, you know, whether it's political differences or cultural differences that we're all struggling to figure out how to do this right now. Mm-hmm. And where do I belong? Well, Michelle, yeah. uh, thanks a lot. I mean, the landscape of the church, it'll take work to cross the chasms that divide us. It's a wonderful piece. Clearly, you've paid a price in many ways for following Jesus in your own personal life. So as that bridge builder, you and your husband together and the community that surrounds you, uh, keep it up. Um, clearly, uh, our work is not done here. Uh, often we sort of <laughs> fall back on our own ignorance or our own ineptitude. So it's good to have a truth teller help us to guide the way. So thank you for that. Well, and thank you guys for being there because you don't know who's listening and somebody may just need a a word of encouragement because it's hard out there. So thanks for what you're doing. Love you, Michelle. Love you, Michelle. Yeah, Michelle Van Loon, uh, she's the author of five books. Her latest is called Becoming Sage, Cultivating Meaning, Purpose, and Spirituality in Midlife. We'll take a quick break, come back. Uh, Is Pennsylvania a happy state? We're going to talk about the happiest states to live in. That's next. Maybe Florida's happier than Pennsylvania. It could be. <laughs> Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance, so you only pay for what you need. This is Kathy Emmons. John and I are grateful for the encouragement we have from all of our advertisers and especially our friends at Grove City College. Thanks to everyone at Grove City for supporting the ride home. How much do you have saved for retirement? Now, cut that number in half. That's the impact inflation could have on your retirement. Have you thought about that and how it will affect your retirement plans? If not, you should. 
Recently, inflation's been over 5%, but even at the historical average of 3%, the value of your savings could be cut in half in 20 years. So what can you do? Start by getting a free booklet from Kurt Kenotic at Accurate Solutions Group. It will help you understand how inflation could impact you and show you simple ways to prepare for it. To get your copy of this free booklet from Kurt Kenotic and the Accurate Solutions Group team, call or text INFLATION to 412-515-3555. That's INFLATION to 412-515-3555. Inflation. You can't stop it, but you may be able to minimize its impact on your retirement. Call or text inflation to 412-515-3555. Firm offers insurance services. Investment advisory services are offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC, a registered investment advisory firm. This is Pastor Tom Hall of First Presbyterian Church of Pittsburgh. Maybe you've missed church because of the pandemic. Maybe it's been years since you've come, or maybe you've never darkened a church door. But maybe it's time to discover God's love, God's truth, God's purpose for your life. Join us at First Presbyterian Church, 326th Avenue, downtown Pittsburgh, Sunday mornings at 1045 or online at fpcp.org. You are welcome here. With today's technology, anyone can take a video, but getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great looking videos for your social media, podcasts, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh. On your smart speaker by saying, Lay the Word Pittsburgh. And on your phone via the Word FM mobile app, iHeart, TuneIn, and Odyssey. When kids need medical care, they will often face stressful and life changing experiences. They miss out on the things that make being a kid fun. Starlight Children's Foundation has delivered happiness to 17 million seriously ill kids and their families at more than 800 children's hospitals and healthcare facilities. Our programs entertain and inspire hospitalized kids. Learn more at starlight.org. That's starlight.org. Clear and cooler tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 49. Plenty of sunshine tomorrow. Tomorrow's high 70. Tomorrow night, clear skies with a low of 47. Thursday will be mostly sunny and comfortable. We'll reach a high Thursday of 68. Plenty of sunshine for Friday. We'll see a high Friday once again of 68. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. All right. Sounds like sweater weather coming our way. Does that make you happy? No, of course it doesn't. Bring the old T-shirts on. Okay, listen, uh, speaking of happiness, I've got a listing of the 2021's happiest states yeah. in the United States. Okay. I'm excited Hub, about this. We look at WalletHub often. They have uh, research to determine which environmental factors are linked to a person's overall well-being. Previous studies found that good economic, emotional, physical, and social health are all key to a well-balanced and fulfilled life. So they had these uh, these rankings, these listings, and they... You know, like like Ryan Burr's, you know, yesterday. He's like, you know, a numbers guy. Crunch right. some numbers. Mm-hmm. So uh, 50 states. Can you guess the unhappiest of the 50th, according to Wallet Hub? Yes. I would like to tell you the most unhappy state is New Jersey. No. Depart- nope. Florida. Nope. New York. No. It's close to us. West Virginia. Yeah. 
the unhappiest state is West Virginia, followed by Arkansas, Louisiana, Mississippi, Oklahoma, Kentucky, Tennessee, Alabama, Alaska, New Mexico. Now, well, I'm not going to say them all. Well, Alaska sneaked in there. Yep. So we were we were in the south, southern, southeastern part of the yes, United we States. Yes, were. Mm-hmm. And then we landed in New Mexico, and then we went Alaska. Uh, where does Pennsylvania land, you might ask? Squarely in the middle. We are number 24th. Oh. 24th of uh, happiness. What what designates happy? Happiness. Uh, emotional and physical well-being. Okay. The work environment and your community engagement environment. All right? Let me do you let okay. me give you the top 10 happiest states. Interested in that? I would like to hear. Okay, Pennsylvania is 24. We've said that already. Number 10, Massachusetts. Do you think I've never been to Massachusetts. I've I mean, never been to Massachusetts. Well, maybe you've driven yeah, yeah, by. You, you were in there because you went to Maine. Yeah, but you driven. have to drive I'm, through. I'm driving. I'm like well, I'm hanging out. I'm not saying out. you live there. Didn't okay. have. I might have had a sandwich in Massachusetts. <laughs> I mean, you know, was it happy sandwich? That's I don't the know. It's a long time ago. Massachusetts. Then, surprisingly, New Jersey, number nine. New Jersey's a weird state. Okay, I assumed. Now, I have family in New Jersey. Yeah. I hope they're not listening and getting upset that I th- thought they, they were on the happiest list. It's just that it's it's very close to New York City. <laughs> which is not a happy place. It's just not a happy place. And so that's kind of what I yeah. assume. And New Jersey's weird because like there are some areas that look like, you know, the toxic armpit of America. Like, yes. you know, fuel and fumes. Mm-hmm. And then there are other places you can go, oh, this is beautiful. It's idyllic. Mm-hmm. It's, okay. it's also uh, very small. Yes, it is tiny. Number eight. Maryland. Maryland. Really? Mm-hmm. Number seven is Idaho. Hmm? You know why that is? The, all the potatoes. Of course. Everybody they make likes. everybody happy. Give me some starts that makes you happy. Number six, South Dakota. You've spent a large portion of your life there? I have. Number five, North Dakota. Is Num- that is that because of fracking? Well, there's not a lot of people there. Oh, that, so it's it's wide open spaces. And there is, a, a, I would say, in South Dakota, especially, I would say, a large community engagement. I mean, there's not a lot of people. So people want to hang out together. You know what it makes me think of? Hmm. You really ought to give Iowa a try. Because <laughs> right. we'll give you our shirt and a back to go with it. Is Iowa in the top ten? Uh, no, it is no. not. No. Okay. Uh-huh. Number four, California. I mean, it's Come a, on. It's a beautiful state. Of course it it's is. A beautiful it's a gorgeous state. state. But the people there are spending unbelievable amounts of money on everything. Number three, Hawaii. Well, yeah. That's Hawaii. Number two, Minnesota. And the number one happiest state, which should be no surprise considering the metrics, Utah. The Mormons. Everybody's happy to be there and be together. I guess so. Even yeah. without caffeine. All right. They're good with it. And there we are. Pennsylvania, number 24, right. the Keystone I'll State. I'll take the middle. I'll, we're middling. All right, we come okay. back. Why LuLaRoe belongs in the faith and work conversation. Get your leggings on. It's the Ride Home with John and Kathy. Leggings are not Coming pants. up next. 101.5 WORD. The Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. Now, you may think that's a very high bar, perhaps too high for you, but as John MacArthur will show you, any Christian can support God's work with joy and peace, even when money is tight. Find out why this week as John continues his series, God's Plan for Giving on Grace to You. Tomorrow morning at 7 on 101.5 WORD. When it comes to our business, I've got a couple pet peeves. One is how difficult it is to keep the paper towel dispensers full in our bathrooms. Impossible. 
My second pet peeve is the number of solicitors we get asking us to advertise. TV, billboards, social media, newspaper, little papers, big mailers, mini mailers. A forever nightmare. It's Ryan. And a bunch of years back, our Faith and Family Mortgage Team made a decision to only advertise on Christian radio. Our faith is a big deal to us. And so we figured it was a good place to start. And we haven't changed since. And here's the point. We're all in here on Word FM. We chose this station for a reason. We love this station. And if you choose to call, I think you'll find a team on the other end that wants to serve you specifically. Now, if I can just figure out the paper towel thing. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. I'm listener 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage Lender License Number 22672. Pastor, reserve your free tickets now for the 15th annual Word FM Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, 12 p.m. Tuesday, October 19th at the Doubletree by Hilton in Greentree. Senior and associate pastors and their spouses are invited to experience this day of gratitude, fellowship, and encouragement. Tuesday, October 19th, featuring keynote speaker Pastor Jack Graham, host of PowerPoint, heard daily on this station. Doors open at 10.30 a.m. Reservations are required. Your free tickets are available now at wordfm.com slash pastors. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. As everyone knows, home values have skyrocketed. Chances are your home has gained a ton of equity. Why not use your home's equity to upgrade your house? How about a new pool in your backyard or a new kitchen? Turn your home's equity into cash with a cash-out refinance loan from Cash Call Mortgage. If your mortgage interest rate doesn't start with a 2, we may be able to lower your mortgage rate and get you cash. See just how low our rates are at CashCallMortgage.com. Get started on upgrading your house with a cash-out refi from Cash Call Mortgage. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com. Or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. I remember a long time ago, Amway. Yeah, a, a long time ago. Oh, yeah. Amway's still around. My brother-in-law used to sell Amway. He used to sell this like, like the stuff you'd spray on your shoes. Yeah, clean your shoes. Then your shoes would get covered with these like oil, and then they would crack. Amway. How about home interiors? Remember that? Uh, no. They sold like you know plants and you know accoutrements for your home. What about Pampered Chef? Oh yeah, sure. How about uh, isn't there like a candle thing as well? Probably. Like the home. What about Mary Kay? Oh, Mary Kay. What like about a- Avon? The queens of it all. What about Tupperware? Holy smokes. You keep on coming at me one after another. How about LuLaRoe? I was unfamiliar with LuLaRoe. You were? I was. Because when I read when I read the name, I thought it was a cosmetic thing. Hannah Anderson is with us. She's author of two books, Made for More, All That's Good, and Humble Roots, How Humility Grounds and Nourishes Your Soul. She's got a really interesting piece in Christianity Today called Why Lou LaRoe Belongs in the Faith and Work Conversation. Hey, Hannah, how you doing? Welcome back. So good to be with you, Beth. Yeah, so Hannah, talk about where you live first off. Well, I live in southwest Virginia. Okay. So um, we've been there for about Nine or ten years. Um, okay. I actually grew up south of Pittsburgh, and one of the things that I thought, you know, our community is kind of rural, and uh, a couple years ago, I didn't know anything about Lularoe either until it showed up 
in our community, and it kind of just spread like wildfire. Really? Mm-hmm. So they're leggings? To, to Lula Rose, an apparel company. But um, the only reason it caught my attention was because uh, women in my community just loved it and started wearing it, and you could kind of track where it was trending, um, you know. Yeah. Um, but it's just more an example of – it's a piece, an example I use in my piece in Christianity Today about the question of network marketing. Um, and it, it really has come up recently because there's a documentary. Amazon Prime has a documentary out recently about LuLaRoe in particular, but it just raises a lot of um, other questions. Yeah, I um, I appreciate your piece very much because I've had a lot of the same concerns. And I know we have a lot of listeners who are probably working for one of these companies. Um, so I'm not trying to like dish on your no, on your no. brand at all. I'm just, you know, I think we're trying to understand it. I think one of the things that you brought up in your piece um, that has jumped out at me is almost across the board in multi-level marketing um, organizations, there's some kind of strong Christian element, Absolutely. Um, And, you know, for me, even within conversations about whether it's apparel or kitchenware, it it usually is related to a friend of mine that's selling or someone I know in my church. Um, And it has this faith element in part because, um, you know, a lot of us who are Christians really want to prioritize our homes. And so sometimes for women, that means like in their childbearing years or when children are young, you might be staying at home and not working out in the marketplace. And so a lot of network marketing companies are kind of an alternative marketplace that uh, women can tap into if they're not in a traditional job or career. Right. So they bridge the gap in some ways from working at home or working in the corporate world or whatever. That's the promise. And it has varying degrees of success. And, you know, to the question of there's a lot of folks involved and everybody's got their own story. The thing that interests me mostly is the fact that this kind of um, business strategy really is responding to a point of it's responding to a problem, um, and the degree to which it can solve that problem is another question. But I would love for us, you know, as Christians and as families and as communities to say, why does this point of pain exist for women in the first place? Um, why is this so appealing? And part of the reason it's so appealing is because there's this gap that a lot of women fall into when they really want to care for their family, but maybe their employer or the pressures of the marketplace can't adjust to that. And so network marketing comes along and tries to fill that gap. Right. Okay. So you could be your own boss, so to speak, in some way, right? But Hannah, go on, what is the point of pain that you're talking about? Well, the point of pain is that particularly for women who want to prioritize their family or have young children, it is just nearly impossible to maintain a marketplace job with the hours and the attention span that a lot of careers ask for. Now, you might be able to do it if you have good support, if you've got family or you've got good caregivers. um, It it might be possible. But but oftentimes what is being asked of employees in our traditional spaces is a lot, and it's, it's more than we can do and give the attention we believe we should give to our families for a lot of women. It's not the case for everyone. But this point of pain means that if traditional workplaces aren't adjusting and kind of finding compromises 
with their workers. And sometimes women have to actually lead those groups. They have to choose between all or nothing. And we saw a lot of that happening during COVID where things were just impossible to carry both. And so we actually saw a lot of women falling out of the workplace. Um, the, the degree to which that's a good or bad thing, you know, is a question for economists and other thinkers. But the point I have seen with network marketing is that it has recognized that and it sees women's vocations and careers as valuable and wants to tap into the talents of these women who have kind of fallen into that gap. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's, that's really kind of it's great to be seen as a woman and to be acknowledged that you have gifts and talents worth developing. But the, the part of the question, too, is, is that the way you want to develop your talents or is that the way you feel forced to develop them? Is that your only option? Right, exactly. That's the question. What other options are available if you want to stay yeah. at home or or if you want to do some work, but you need flexibility um, and you need to be able to be your own boss in order to control your schedule. Right. And so I think what's appealing about the structure really isn't necessarily the products. It's not even the way of selling to your you know, friends and community. That's not what the appeal is. The appeal, first and foremost, is the structure and the solution it says it's offering. Now, again, the question is, is it a solution? For different women, it may be, but it's not something we're talking about a lot from a work conversation. Mm-hmm. Right, because the church often misses that, right? The theology of work in some way yeah, from and, a woman's perspective. And it's kind of seen as uh, like a satellite work choice. Or less than. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I don't know if it's yeah. less than or it's it's kind of... Like you're talking about um, something happening in another culture. Like you know it's happening, but you don't really know much about it, and so you can't really speak to but it. But you know the, the the verbiage around it. Like you know, well, you're having a pampered chef party. party. Like you know, it's a party. Okay, okay. So that brings up something, Hannah. That I, you know, I have never worked for a multi-level uh, marketer, but I've been approached by a whole lot of people You've over been the to parties, years. Right? right. I've been to a lot of parties, and as an outsider. The thing that rubs me the wrong way is that I feel like my friends are using their friends to make money. That you feel compelled to I buy. I feel compelled to buy. And I just, it, it, it makes me feel gross. And again, I'm not yeah. trying to offend anyone in our listening audience who does this. I'm trying to be honest about what outs, how outsiders might look at it. Yeah. And, and I've kind of encountered that same dilemma because one of the questions I ask myself is if my friend were starting her own business, and she were creating something or making something, yeah. I would be the first in line to support her and the first to buy herself stuff and to tell other people about it as well. And so I think there's this tension with a, a company that is actually a traditional marketplace company potentially hiding behind our relationships. And the question of seeing that more as a party or a domestic part of our domestic friendship, something that's not in the workplace. And I guess with this piece, I just want to pull that veil back and say, well, let's talk about it as work because that changes what we think it's happening and what's actually going on. Because I think all of us want to support women who are trying to support their families and to yeah. develop their skills and their gifts. And if a friend of mine were trying to get a business off the ground, um, that she was creating things, like I said, 
we all would be the first in line to support that woman. And I think the, the conflicting piece and the piece that's not always clear is the fact that this is an external company kind of coming in through our relationships. Right. right. That's good. And that's what that is what's difficult about being on the outside of it. So when, when people are on the inside of a multi-level marketing thing, Hannah, they're kind of like all on the same team. They all get it. They know the verbiage. They know there's like a there's a collegiality that they have. Right. When you're on the outside of that, it, you don't, you, you definitely feel that you're on the outside of it and it makes me nervous. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think I think again that camaraderie is one of the appeals because unfortunately what has happened with the way we structure our homes is that when a woman comes out of the marketplace in many ways she's also coming out of the public space and yeah. she's in a way sequestered into this private space that she has to compensate do a great deal to maintain relationships and there's a lot of loneliness that can come from being at home and caregiving and so the appeal part of the appeal is the camaraderie and the sense of being together but again um, I think that's a deeper question underneath that the the multi-level marketing company is trying to solve or to appeal to and I, I wonder you know as communities and churches maybe we just need to find ways to reach out to those women who are at home and help them cultivate the gifts that are theirs uniquely and how God has called them. That's good. It's excellent. I mean, I appreciate this. Uh, I knew nothing about, you know, the idea of multi-network marketing and all this. And so you to peel back the cover on this, Hannah. This was a really interesting conversation for me to engage Hannah, in. Hannah, nobody's you. ever invited John to a party. Can you believe that? No, I mean, <laughs> it's another world, John. Uh, <laughs> I, I, it's, it is something that I think women know instinctually and we look at each other and we know what it means to go to a party and it's fascinating to me how this has become a siloed conversation, which is exactly why I'm glad we're talking about it now. That's really good. That's Hannah Anderson. She's the author of Made for More, All That's Good and also Humble Roots, How Humility Grows, Grounds and Nourishes Your Soul. Thanks, Hannah. Yeah, Hannah, good stuff. Why LuLaRoe belongs in the faith and work conversation. It's in CT, Christianity Today. Well done. Pumpkins, 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 and more pumpkins. Pumpkins are what the Springhouse is thinking about this time of year. Hi, it's me, Marcia, from the Springhouse, and we love sharing our farm with you during this beautiful time of year. We've got all kinds of fun planned for you and your family to be able to spend the whole day on our farm. Pumpkin patch hay rides, a petting zoo, giant square bale stack and pipes for sliding, a hay maze and a corn maze, pumpkin picking right out of the field, old time games under a tent up on the hill, and lots more. And when you get hungry, of course, we have great eats inside, too, with lots of pumpkin creations. Pumpkin pie, pumpkin cookies, pumpkin bread, pumpkin custard, and even pumpkin black bean chili. Every October Saturday features a family-friendly meal, and October Sundays feature our 4-H hog roast with all the fixins. Plan to spend a memory-making day on the farm at the Springhouse in 84 PA, 724-228-3339 or springhousemarket.com. Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. Get deep discounts on MyPillow mattress toppers, towels, 
and so much more. For example, Mike is offering a buy one, get one free offer on Giza sheets. All my pillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials for the buy one, get one free offer on Giza sheets. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great specials. That's 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. I'm Pastor Bill Brainsma of the Pittsburgh Protestant Reformed Church in Forest Hills. We are examining God's control over all the affairs of this world, especially in connection with the COVID pandemic that has laid low our country and world. Although unbelievers deny God's control over all things, we as believers take great comfort that the God whom we serve, the God who therefore loves us, is in control not only of our lives, but of all that takes place in this world. This is why Paul could ask in Romans 8.31, If God be for us, who can be against us? Nothing, Paul continues, will be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. This is true because all things are controlled by the hand of God. Since we as God's people are held within His tender care, we have nothing to fear. For information on our church, look up prcpittsburgh.org or call 412-727-6811. Preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things that concern the Lord Jesus Christ. October 19th, 12 noon, Double Tree by Hilton in Green Tree, our 15th annual Pastor Appreciation Luncheon or PAL. It's free. a great time. It's a fun time. Free for every pastor, free for any associate, associate pastor and their spouse. Mm-hmm. Um, we would love to have you there. Jack Graham's going to be there. We have a terrific time every. It's just it's just a good time to be together to meet people who work at different churches that are outside your neighborhood that are outside your denomination. Right. Um, and I I don't know I've enjoyed it every year. I've Me done too. It. Yeah, I know there's you know a lot of concerns still about COVID and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um, if you're so inclined, uh, if your pastor wants to be a part of other guys and other women who are also pastors in the tri-state area. Stop on by and be part yeah. of this. You got to sign up. You got to RSVP so we know how many people are going to show up. It's uh, wordfm.com forward slash uh, pal. You'll see it just on the main homepage. And uh, Jack Graham, great speaker yeah. as well. Here's the thing, though you have to RSVP. That's right. You can't just show up because how are we going to know how much food to make? Right. John all, and I. All of a sudden, you get like a ham sandwich in a bag. Yeah. That's not good. <laughs> really? Plus, you know, we, we need to know whether we need to get there and start cooking at 5 in the morning mm-hmm. or we need to get there and start cooking at 7 in the morning. Right. Or if we're going to have salmon or filet. Which is the question you and I ask ourselves every day. Every night. I go, I say, Johnny, honey, what's it going to be, yeah, buddy? I mean. Salmon or filet, my friend. And I'll go, you mean fish sticks or a burger? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or that um, frozen pizza we were talking about yesterday. Hey, guess what a, I had last night? A frozen pizza. I did. Get out of here. And was it bad? No, it was excellent. No, it wasn't you know excellent. No, it was. No, You're no, lying. This it was. You know, uh, I kind of splurged. Um, it was Newman's own. Newman. Oh, okay. So at that price point, you might as well just go to Domino's. It was seven bucks. Domino's. I'm not Domino's. I'm sorry. Okay, so so the frozen Paul Newman is better than the regular Domino's. I, I don't buy that. I was in my sweatpants. No way. And I was watching some something on Netflix, mm-hmm. and I felt good about myself. All right, good. I don't want to take away your the good same. feelings about yourself. But anyway, back to Pal. Mm-hmm. October you 19th. You should come. But RSVP now, wordfm.com. And there will not be frozen pizza. Guaranteed. Oh, because that, that's bad. No, it's very good. 
Listen on your smart speaker at wordfm.com, the Word FM app, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey. In your car or at home, too, at 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. With SRN News, I'm John Scott in congressional testimony on the tumultuous withdrawal from Afghanistan. General Mark Milley, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, says he believes the U.S. should have kept several thousand troops in the country to prevent a Taliban takeover. And the U.S. is now at a disadvantage. My view is that um, it makes it much more difficult for us to conduct uh, intelligence, surveillance, reconnaissance, find, fix functions, and then... We can strike almost from anywhere in the world, but the fine fix function, it's more difficult. Uh, we can still do it. It's not impossible, okay. but it'll make it more difficult. The top generals contradicted a comment made by President Biden in July that al-Qaeda was gone from Afghanistan. U.S. consumer confidence declined for a third straight month. The conference board says its consumer confidence index fell to a rating of 109.3 in September, down from 115.2 in August. This is SRN News. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners of South Coast Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family. And not just the number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation. And we'll take the time to explain all the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 836, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And one way we can achieve that is by being debt free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-1176 and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. Word FM presents our 15th annual Pastor Appreciation Luncheon, 12 p.m. Tuesday, October 19th at the Doubletree by Hilton in Greentree. A free event open to all senior and associate pastors and their spouses. Come experience a day of gratitude, fellowship, and encouragement. Tuesday, October 19th, featuring keynote speaker Pastor Jack Graham, host of PowerPoint, heard daily on this station. Doors open at 10.30 a.m. Reservations are required. To attend, reserve your free tickets now at wordfm.com pastors. This is John Hall for Bible League International. Jaime is an itinerant pastor in Ecuador. He'll travel days by foot, boat, and mule. He's been beaten by warlocks, robbed of everything he's had, and suffered broken bones after falling 100 feet in the Andre Mountains. What awaits him at the end of each trip? A thriving congregation of hundreds of believers in an area where Christianity is fiercely opposed. When I share Jaime's story, I recall Isaiah 6, 8, Whom shall I send? Who will go? I believe this man is admirably answering that call and enduring much as a pastor. And like others in the world where Bibles are desperately needed, Jaime is humbly asking us to send Bibles. Join Word FM and Bible League in sending God's Word to 5,000 believers in Latin America and around the world for only $5 or 20 for 100 In a limited time, Matt's will double your gift. Call 800-YES-WORD, 800-YES-WORD, or click the World Needs the Word banner at wordfm.com. Whoever comes our way and is able to give us a Bible, it will be a great blessing. Coming to Pittsburgh November 4th, the Crowder Milk and Honey Tour. Good God Almighty, Six Steps Records presents the Milk and Honey Tour featuring Sean Curran. So lay down 
Thursday, November 4th, 8 p.m. at Carnegie Music Hall in Oakland. Tickets on sale now at druskyentertainment.com. Crowder in concert. Tickets and info at druskyentertainment.com. Presented by Drusky Entertainment. Clear and cooler tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 49. Plenty of sunshine tomorrow. Tomorrow's high 70. Tomorrow night, clear skies with a low of 47. Thursday will be mostly sunny and comfortable. We'll reach a high Thursday of 68. Plenty of sunshine for Friday. We'll see a high Friday once again of 68. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy, live from the Salem-Pittsburgh studios. And now, here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Say what you will about Google, and there's a lot to be said about Google, but uh, woke up this morning and saw this really cool thing, uh, artsandculturegoogle.com, where they have... um, sort of peeled back and put in the spotlight Pittsburgh. We're one of five cities around the world who's been spotlighted by Google. And uh, if you go to artsandculturegoogle.com, the headline is, Pittsburgh embodies the American work ethic, grit, know-how, and a can-do attitude. And I'm telling you, it, it is as well done as anything you're going to see on the web. If you like, you know, if you're you got people from out of town, I sent it to my brother right away. I said, "You got to check this out." I mean, it's got blue-collar Berg, the city that built America, a tradition of innovation, and then so much more. I mean, pick your own Pittsburgh adventure: music and dance, creatives and creators, city of champions, made in Pittsburgh. They've got the history, the there, rise there, of the steel industry. There's things about restoring old theaters in Pittsburgh, you know, looking at the Benedum and Heinz Hall and all of that. So cool. There's a whole thing about the Frick. Um, it's called the City of Bridges for a reason. It's 150 years of Pittsburgh through architecture. Um, they ask the question, what is the Cathedral of Learning? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it's, it, it's extensive. It's really extensive. It's really, really beautiful. It, it really is. Um, artsandculture.google.com. And uh, it, it, we're doing a poor job, I believe, of trying to encapsulate what it is. Yeah. So, okay. So, okay. So, okay. So, yeah. First of all, you should check it out. But if you're driving right now and can't check it out, I can tell you that it's one of these websites that you can just scroll through, and mm-hmm. there are really effective, beautiful graphics that pop up. Yep. Um, can from, we put this on our website? From the right side. Uh, yeah, I think I could do that. Put that I'm, on Facebook. Yeah. Okay. I can Chris put it on do Facebook. That. Okay. Great. great. Um, and, and so there, you can click on any of the options like made in Pittsburgh and you can look at the, you know, Pittsburgh is a manufacturing hub. You can click on city of champions and see all sorts of things about sports. You can click on creatives and creators and see stuff about art in the city, music and dance about the steel industry, um, about the history of Pittsburgh, whether it's, uh, in industry or it's in music. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's something else. Yeah. It's one of these places you go to. And you go, I'm going to fall into this little wormhole here. I'll see in a couple of hours. And, of course, there's the Mr. Rogers section. Uh Uh-huh. Of course. Yeah. I just love it. I mean, really, really. uh, There's a whole thing about Teeny Harris. mm Mm-hmm. All these beautiful old black and white photos of the city. And I don't know. If you're from Pittsburgh or if you you love somebody in, in Pittsburgh, it really sort of encapsulates who we are as a people. Right? 
Yeah, I mean, it really it looks it's wonderful. There's some pickles there. There's not one parking chair though. There's not one chair out in the street. Yeah, they may have missed something Couple that's significant. Got to bring that up for sure. Yeah. Don't you love looking at old photos? Old, I mean, old historic photos. Yes. Yes. Right. I mean, you I'd, and I both love that. I do. I love it so old much. Old pictures of Forbes Field mm-hmm. or of you know. The Steelers playing in the seventies, or, that, you or know, that was then. This is now. Yeah. They show a corner. Pittsburgh like, then and now. That yeah. book. Isn't that great I mean, stuff? I've looked at that a hundred times. I yeah. bet. Yeah, it's really, and we we're so fortunate to live in a city that has old things in it. Mm-hmm. If you travel anywhere in the uh, western part of the of the U.S. or even in the Southwest, there are just a lot of places where everything is new. Yeah, what fun is that? There's nothing old. Right. I mean, we know the history of the nation. We know why it's like that, um, because things were happening in the Northeast much sooner than they were happening in the West. But it's a whole different way. It's all just a different feeling yeah. to be in a city where everything is new versus being in Pittsburgh However, or Boston or New York City. But that's what breaks my heart about going downtown now, because downtown, you know, used to be like this big, vibrant cool old place it's not vibrant right now it's not vibrant and you know but a lot of that is covid and i'm hoping no, that you know, a lot time, of it is like you know the remodeling of fifth avenue you know the pnc takeover the whole and it's like what is this whole thing but we still have things like the union trust building yeah you know we, sti- Square. we still have classics you know the grand concourse right. we still have the churches you know first pres and trinity and yeah. The Lutheran Church on Grant Street. Oh, speaking of that, uh, we saw today that uh, the U.S. Steel Building is celebrating its 50th anniversary on Thursday of this week, which is super cool. Um, did you That's ever dine very... at the top of the triangle? I don't think I ever did. I'm surprised by that. Yeah, I, I don't thought think your I... dad would be like on yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think I ever did. I went there one time. Did you? Oh, yeah. And how was it? Oh, incredible. I was super still, excited. It's not there anymore. Oh, it's been it gone right? since I think 2009. Okay. Maybe even sooner than that. Is it? Is it unpopular to say that it's an ugly building? Oh, I don't think it's an ugly building. Okay. No, I well, I love it because it's like, you know, the rusted steel. It is. No, I, I don't think it's ugly. Okay, good. Um, I wouldn't say it's a, an attractive building, but it's a particularly Pittsburgh <laughs> it's building. Some, it's somewhere between ugly and attractive. And I, well, you know. I'm, I mean, I'm grateful for it. I'm not trying to pick on the building. I'm just saying I don't, I don't think, think you're going to hurt the like, building's feelings. Look at the Union Trust building. I mean, that's like a gem. Well, it's like one of the most gorgeous buildings in the city right. ever. But, you know, the original tenant was U.S. Steel, the U.S. Steel building. Right. So they made it out of steel yeah, yeah. with that particular mold yeah. in place. Okay. Look how defensive you're being. I know. Give me. Hey, don't be jumping on the U.S. Steel building. <laughs> I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Although, it's... do you call it? What do you call it? Um, I call it the U.S. Steel Building, even though it's the U.S.X. Tower. Exactly. And a lot of no, people call it. No, it's not the U.S.X. No, it's UPMC Tower or whatever it is. Is it still? Is it actually called that? I think so. I don't, I don't think, think so. it's U.S.X. Tower. I thought it was still the U.S.X. And what Tower. what is U.S.X. anyway? I don't know. Exactly. But I thought it just had the letters at the top. Because, you know, in all, in all those no, no, buildings, no. the letters at the top are not necessarily signifying of the name of no, the no. building. They, I think UPMC occupies like from the 23rd floor upward. Okay. They op- occupy most of that building. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I should tell you something. What are we talking non-profit. about? Nonprofit. Yeah. Nonprofit? What do you mean nonprofit? Oh, uh, let's not even go there. We're happy that they're there and all the jobs they provide for us all. Coming up all right. next, we're going to talk about what it's like to grow up in a really tough family. Greg Steers with us. He's the founder of Dare to Share Ministries. Um, how a quiet, bookish kid came to faith while living among rageaholics. That's next in the ride home. WORD. 
Do you love to cook or have a favorite recipe that's a winner? Then you need to enter your favorite recipe sweepstakes to submit that delicious recipe. The winning submission will receive a year's worth of meats from Good Ranchers. A $1,400 value. And a $1,000 Williams-Sonoma shopping spree. Increase your chances of winning by entering once per day and completing bonus entry options. So start cooking. Enter today at wordfm.com slash contests. Impact Mortgage Corp. TBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer based on loans over $250,000. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. What's better than a mortgage interest rate and APR in the twos? How about a no-closing-cost mortgage loan with an interest rate and APR in the twos? That's right. We have no-closing-cost loans here at Cash Call Mortgage. We pay the title, escrow, and appraisal fees. So if you're looking to save a little cash on your monthly mortgage payment, call Cash Call Mortgage today. Our quotes are always free. If your mortgage rate APR is not in the twos, Cash Call Mortgage could lower your interest rate and save you some cash. What are you waiting for? With low rates and no closing cost options, now is the time to refinance your mortgage. For a free quote to see if you qualify, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call us today. Call 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. Get deep discounts on MyPillow mattress toppers, towels, and so much more. For example, Mike is offering a buy one, get one free offer on Giza Sheets. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials for the buy one, get one free offer on Giza Sheets. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great specials. That's 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Trip to Europe. Visit all 30 Major League Baseball stadiums. Go skydiving. Okay, so you know what you want to do in retirement, but do you know how to get there? Tune into Your Retirement Blueprint with Kurt Kenotic and Ethan Lane of Accurate Solutions Group Saturdays at 10 a.m. to get answers to your retirement planning questions. Plan today so you can do the things you've always dreamt about doing in retirement. Listen every Saturday morning at 10 to Your Retirement Blueprint with Accurate Solutions Group. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. There's something, an old adage about, you know, you can choose your friends, but you can't choose your family. It's true. Right? I mean, some people have really incredibly amazing, fabulous families. Other people kind of go, what's happening here? Greg Steer is with us, and uh, we read his testimony in CT, which is just... I mean, it's shocking and beautiful and heartbreaking altogether. Greg Steer is the founder of Dare to Share Ministries. He's the author of Unlikely Fighter, the story of how a fatherless street kid overcame violence, chaos, and confusion to come to become a radical Christ follower. And Greg, hey, welcome to the show. Hey, glad to be here. Yeah, Greg, thanks for sharing your story. And uh, for our listeners who haven't yet read it, just want to give them, um, you know, the barest of outlines as much as time will allow for us to talk about um, your background. So talk about being a kid with your mom at home. What was that like? Yeah, um, it was crazy. I, I, I come from a family of 
bodybuilding, tobacco chewing, beer drinking thugs, you know, and uh, that's just the women, sadly. I mean, <laughs> it was it was a family full of violence. Three of my uncles were competitive bodybuilders. The fourth one was a judo champion and Golden Gloves boxer. The fifth one was a bouncer at the toughest bar in Denver, and they were all just, you know, violent. It was a scary, scary family. My mom was the only sister in the group, and they were all afraid of her. She was a she used a baseball bat, and uh, I just, you know, I probably saw more blood you know, as a kid before I turned 15 than most adults will see their entire lives. And it was just scary. I was I was afraid of my family. I was afraid of my neighbors. I was in the highest crime area of our city. Every city's got a city, so did Denver, and we were in that highest crime area, and, you know, it was, it was dangerous. And um, a preacher... From the Deep South, whose nickname was Yankee, this sounds made up, but it's true. He's still alive, still preaching. Reached out on a dare to my toughest uncle, shared the gospel with him, and it began a domino effect in my family. And one by one, everybody through radical circumstances uh, came to Christ, and I was a witness to the whole thing. I came to Christ and became a preacher as a result. So, yeah, it's a wild story. You know, when you're raised in it, you don't think of it as wild. You think of it as your childhood. Yeah, your story. yeah, and uh, you know, and putting so, it all down in a in a book form. You know, I preach all all over, but when you write it out, you kind of have to go back to that place. And it was pretty traumatic to to relive these memories, um, and you know, bring the audience with you. So I just I'm grateful to God looking back at you know the the power of the gospel to change my life and change the the trajectory of my entire family. Greg, talk about your relationship with your mom. Um, what was that like? Um, how did alcohol figure into it? Um, wh- yeah, what was the what was the bond between the two of you? Yeah, I mean, you know, mom, she uh, she was the one of the one of the blackest of the you know black sheep, so to speak, and uh, partier. I was a result of a party. She met my biological father at a party. They partied. She got pregnant. He found out he was in the Army. He got transferred from Denver to Atlanta. Didn't want to have anything to do with us. And uh, she drove from Denver to Boston to to have an illegal abortion. It was before Roe v. Wade. And um, my stay with my Uncle Tommy and Aunt Carol, they talked her out of it. Just in the last minute, she came back and had me. And I always wondered growing up why she would just break out in tears when she looked at me oftentimes. And I think she... She felt guilty, and she never knew that I knew all this stuff. My grandma filled in all the details for me when I was 12, and by that time, I had come to Christ. Most of my uncles had come to Christ. She did not think God could ever forgive her for all the things she'd done wrong. She used to say, you don't know the things I've done wrong. And I knew them all because grandma told me, and I, I you know, just kept sharing the gospel with her as a middle schooler from the time I was 12 to the time I was 15. And I remember when I was 15, I walked in. I go, Ma, that's enough. I don't want you to go to hell, and I want you to live through hell anymore. You need Jesus, and that's the way you kind of kind of come at my family, just straight on, and not through the side door. You got to kick in the front door. And she was, all right, tell me one more time. And uh, she's smoking a cigarette, and I just shared that Jesus died on the cross. He paid the price for his sin, rose from the dead. She was, what about the bad sins? I go, they're all bad to him. Nailed to the cross, Ma. All you got to do is trust in Jesus. And she took a drag, and she said, all right, I, I'm, I'm in. And she put her faith in Christ, and it was. So I was so grateful to see hope in her eyes for the first time. And, uh, you know, 17 years ago, she went to be with the Lord. And somebody asked me, how's your mom doing? I go, she's doing good. She stopped smoking, dancing all the time. 
singing at the top of her lungs, best shape of her life. She's dead. She's in heaven. <laughs> She's in the presence of God. Always good. So uh, I love my mom. She was a great mom. She did the best that she knew how and uh, raised me and my brother. I get choked up thinking about it. Mm. Um, she was a great mom. And I, I thank God that I had the privilege of leading my mom to Christ and discipling her. Wow. We're talking uh, with Greg Steer. I can't. Greg says he's with us at Dare to Share Ministries. He's the author of Unlikely Fighter, the story of how a fatherless street kid overcame violence and chaos. So, Greg, I mean, growing up, you had to see all your uncles and especially your mom, and you had to think, I must have been adopted. I mean, I am not cut from the same cloth as these people. No. This is something totally different. I mean, your uncles made fun of you. I mean, in, in the piece I read, they even they bought you a doll. Yeah, one of my uncles he, at, a, at a Christmas celebration they got one more last present. The whole family was there. I was a quiet kid. They were all afraid I was going to get eaten up by the neighborhood. I read books. I didn't fit in. I was like a non-atheistic young Sheldon, you know. And he was like, hey, here's one more one more present. I open it up. It's a doll. He goes, I go, it's a doll. I thought it was a mistake. He goes, yeah, I figured you didn't have a dad, so you like to play with the doll like a little girl. And I shoved it in his stomach. I go, I know girl. And I mean, I'm six years old at the time. And, wow. Everybody laughed. They're like, oh, maybe he's one of us. You see, he's got a temper. But it sent me on a search. Uh, I, I'm actually grateful for that because that's when I got serious. Got, and I needed to find out why am I here? How did I get in this family? Who am I? And when I trusted in Jesus two years later, uh, I found my Heavenly Father. Hmm. And I found my identity. And, you know, when my grandpa died, my uncles asked me to preach. I'm 15 years old, and they asked me to preach the gospel at the funeral because they wanted one last uncle, Uncle Richard, to trust Christ, and he, they knew he'd be there. And uh, I got done preaching that sermon, and I knew I'd found not just my father. I found, I found my purpose, uh, to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Fabulous. And um, so Unlikely Fighter is really a story of my family. It's also a story of my journey to find my identity and how the gospel, man, that's secure. You know, our nation is divided. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of all the divisions, politically, racially, all that. What's going to unite us is the gospel of Jesus Christ. We've got to at least unite the church around Jesus Christ, him crucified, risen from the dead. That's the message that can bring hope to this world. And I'm, you know, that's what my life, my life mission is. That's what Unlikely Fighter is all about. We're talking to Greg Steer. He's the author of Unlikely Fighter, the story of how a fatherless street kid overcame violence, chaos, and confusion to become a radical Christ follower. Um, you can watch the show right now. We're streaming live on YouTube at The Word Pittsburgh. Greg, um, I want to hear about how he, you mentioned that your one uncle came to Christ first, and then they all did. But I like what was that like? I mean, this was this was not a bunch of like, I don't know, middle of the road people who just decided one day they'll become religious. Right, these were rough, violent men. Yeah. Yeah, they're very violent. And they turned all that aggression toward bringing people to Jesus. And my Uncle Jack brought 250 people out to Yankees Church in one month. I mean, he's bringing street fighters, bodybuilders, street thugs, criminals. Um, he brought them in. He, he wanted everyone to know this good news. Um, you know, my uncle Bob, you know, he got in a barroom brawl with a guy, beat a guy to death. Thankfully they resuscitated the guy, but in the back of the squad car covered in blood, he thought I just killed a dude that had stabbed his best friend, Doug Johnson, five times. I interviewed Doug for the book. I mean, all these stories are true. Matter of fact, I had to leave out some detail just cause it was gruesome, you know? Yeah. And, uh, but when he 
he went all in for Christ in the back of that squad car, started a Sunday school bus ministry, brought over 100 kids every Sunday morning to Yankees Church, and then went to Florida Bible College, graduated from there, um, became a pipe fitter in St. Louis, preaching the gospel every step of the way, still preaching the gospel to this day. And so, it, you know, my family's an all-in family, so when they say, you know, when it was violence, they went all in. And when it was, you know, Jesus, they went all in. There was a little bit of spillover. Like, like, <laughs> I bet. I was waiting to hear this. Christ, my, my Uncle Jack sharing Christ in a sauna with another bodybuilder. And, you know, in a sauna, buck naked. And he's sharing Christ with this buck naked bodybuilder. He's a bodybuilder. There's another guy from a different religion who's a bodybuilder. He keeps interrupting. And my Uncle Jack goes, hey, my Uncle Jack looks like the Wolverine, but a beefed up version. He goes, I'm trying to tell this guy about the love of Jesus. Why don't you shut your stinking mouth? You know, and he continues to share Christ. The guy interrupts again. He goes, yo, you interrupt again, I'm taking you out. And the guy continues to share the gospel. He interrupts again. Jack just popped this guy. The guy fell down on the ground, looked up, and goes, Jesus didn't go around hitting people like that. He goes, well, I ain't Jesus. I'm I'm, I'm Jack, you know. And uh, that was my family. They just did, you know, the, there was a little spillover. But, uh, Greg, where'd you grow up? It was, you know, it, it was awesome to see. Yeah, I bet it the, was. The transformation, it really was, and, and it still blows me away okay. to this day. So the culture you're describing, though, I'd forgotten you said Denver. That doesn't sound like what we think of as Denver. Yeah, you know, the, I, a lot of people say that, but I travel around. I travel to cities all across this nation. Every city has got a city. Mm. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's Columbus, yeah, Ohio. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's L.A. It doesn't matter if it's Denver. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter if it's Omaha. It Every city's sense. got a city. It's, you know, so... And we were just in that part of the city. And we were in the grinder. It was where it used to be called Little Italy. Um, but then it was a small bone family, was kind of the organized crime family. But then it also became Little Mexico. And we were right in the grinder between the Italians and the Latinos. And it was it was violent. It was a violent, uh, it was the highest crime rate area, in, you know, in our city. And our, my family had something to do with that before they came across. And to stake your claim, you had to be in the middle of it all to just uh, make sense of it all. Sure to survive. All right. So, so then you, you made reference to where we are today. So there you are. You know, you're raised in a street fighter family. You see where we are culturally, uh, uh, whether you're you know a Christian or not. I mean, this country's a, an upside down mess. So how do you make sense of all this? You're preaching the gospel and trying to be a man of peace and wisdom. I mean, things are bad out there, aren't they? It really is. And you know what? My, my thing is this, is that if Christians, no matter where they're at politically, you know, I mean, I talk to Christians all the time and they'll tell you where they where they stand on vaccines or masks or whatever or politics. And I'm like, you know what? If you were that bold about the gospel, then maybe we would be maybe we'd reach our nation by now for Christ. And again, everybody's got their political views and that's fine. But I'm like, man, as Christians, our primary passion has got to be the gospel of Jesus Christ. And when we see people, it doesn't matter, Democrat, Republican, independent, uh, black, white, Latino, whatever, we need to see them as people in desperate need of the hope of Christ. And we need to do what we can to reach them all. So that's 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 my heart. That's my Preach passion. Yeah. That's, you know, Preach let's it. go. Let's, let's unite and let's Let's share the gospel. And if we're going to get persecuted over something, let, let it not be over our political beliefs or our stance on, you know, a, you know, a virus. Let yeah. it be over the fact that we love God and we love people and we want to make the introduction. Fabulous. 
Boy, Greg, we link arms with you on that. On sure that. do, 100. percent It's so such a pleasure to talk to you today and to hear this story. It Greg. is, yeah. Hey, before you leave us though, talk to us about Dare to Share. Uh, people they want to connect with you and uh, know uh, more about your life and your ministry. Uh, tell us about that. Yeah, yeah. DareToShare.org. We, you know, we train and equip teenagers around the world how to share the gospel. I believe teens come to Christ quicker, spread the gospel faster. We're doing a live simulcast uh, on November 13th. Dare to Share lives. And if you have internet, adult leaders, and are willing to do the outreach, it's free, totally free. Um, seven hours of outreach on November 13th. So just dare to share.org. And my book is actually released November 9th. Uh, that's when it uh, releases, and pre orders are available today. Every dollar, every dime goes back into the ministry. I've never taken any money from any of my books. It's just all to mobilize a generation. You know, we want to reach every teen everywhere. Listen, Greg, we appreciate your passion. Clearly, yeah. you've got a lot of that. S- send right? us a flag when that book comes out so we can have yeah, you back let's on do this talk again, again. Okay? We'll do it. Thank you, guys. God bless. And you as well. Greg Steer, a Dare to Share Ministries. And uh, like you said, the book's coming out. Uh, we thought it was coming out uh, now. But uh, good. Yet. Let's have him back again, right? Uh, Unlikely Fighter is coming out in November. The story of how a fatherless street kid overcame violence, chaos, and confusion become a radical Christ follower. I'm looking forward to a play date with my granddaughter. Nana! <laughs> I can't wait to get together with my friends for a backyard barbecue. If you're 65 or older, you're starting to get back to doing things you love. Did you know even healthy adults 65 and older are at increased risk for pneumococcal pneumonia? It's a potentially serious bacterial lung disease that can disrupt your life for weeks. Help protect yourself with a Prevnar 13 pneumococcal 13 valent conjugate vaccine, diphtheria CRM197 protein. Prevnar 13 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 13 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 13 does not protect against all strains of the disease. Ask your doctor or pharmacist today about Prevnar 13. Learn more at Prevnar13.com. Don't get Prevnar 13 if you have had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with a weakened immune system may have a lower response to the vaccine. The most commonly reported side effect was pain at the injection site. For additional common side effects and full prescribing information, please call 1-866-694-9300 or visit Prevnar13.com. It's finally time to replace that old leaky roof. Or how about some new siding? You can count on Windows or Us, the area's premier exterior replacement company. With over 50 years' experience in the home remodeling industry, Windows or Us offers repair and replacement for roofs siding, gutters and downspouts, windows, entry doors, even decks. A leaky roof left unfixed can lead to mold and mildew. Maybe you've lost siding during the recent windstorms. Don't put those repairs off. Windows or Us offers 12 months, no interest financing, and no processing fee through Dollar Bank. Want new factory direct replacement windows for your home or office? Choose from 100% vinyl, commercial aluminum, wood, and composite. And how would you like to never clean your gutters again? For a limited time, get a free gutter filter with the purchase of complete siding and roof replacement Offer valid through 123121, all with 12 months, no interest, no processing fee, and backed by the best warranty in the industry. Schedule your free estimate and inspection today at windowsrspittsburgh.com. That is windowsrspittsburgh.com. McQueen Building Company. It's about our people, but it's what others say about us that we really want you to hear. It was a pleasure working with McQueen. Everything we agreed on in the contract was done and done to my satisfaction. I'll certainly have them for any future projects and have recommended them to friends. Jeff works hard, is committed to success, and willing to go above and beyond in his zeal for the best outcome. I highly recommend Jeff, his work ethic, and his commitment to excellence. McQueen Building Company. See our work for yourself at McQueenBuildingCompany.com. Ask Alexa to play the word Pittsburgh to hear us there. We're on your Google speaker, too. Plus, iHeart, TuneIn, and on Odyssey, 101.5 WORDFM, Pittsburgh. 
Choose fresh, local Pennsylvania milk. It's naturally packed with nine essential nutrients, just what you need to power through the day and fuel your body and mind. Milk also builds stronger communities, providing jobs and pumping billions of dollars into Pennsylvania's economy every year. And it all starts with you. Choose PA Dairy, goodness that matters to your family and our communities. Look for labels with PA Preferred or Code 42. Find stores at ChoosePADairy.com. Paid for by the Center for Dairy Excellence. Clear and cooler tonight. We'll see a nighttime low of 49. Plenty of sunshine tomorrow. Tomorrow's high 70. Tomorrow night, clear skies with a low of 47. Thursday will be mostly sunny and comfortable. Reach a high Thursday of 68. Plenty of sunshine for Friday. We'll see a high Friday once again of 68. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm forecaster Drew Shannon. We're back. Happy that you're with us here today. Um, Okay. This is normally our Does This Make Sense segment. Yeah. We've got a little problem, uh, technologically speaking, with the music. Does but that make sense? I don't, I don't know if that makes sense. Right. Do you think it makes sense? Uh, yeah, computers. You know, you, you know, anybody has a computer, you know there's going to be a problem sooner or later. So we're not immune to that here. Which is why driverless cars are a problem. Does that make sense? Driverless cars? That wasn't what I was going to say, but I'm going to say it now. Simply because when something breaks down like this, it's going to break down. Computers are going to break down. Right. Right. Your iPad is going to stop working at some point. Your phone's going to wig out. Your microwave, whatever. What happens when the driverless car wigs out? Yeah, that's a good question. It's kind of like like the invention of the automobile. You know, like, you know, people were driving around with that little stick. And it took like a lot of years and unfortunately a lot of accidents and people to die until things got you know, straightened out. Exactly. Which so, is what's going to happen. Right. So we're going to have to live through that. I mean, does that make sense? I would think so. We're back. Oh, good. Okay. okay wait. Okay. Play yeah. the music. Okay. Let's start over. Yeah. All right. <gasps> there it is. It's comforting, isn't it? Too? It is. Does this make sense? Does what make sense? It's not, I'm not talking about driverless cars anymore. Oh. No, I'm talking about something different. <laughs> that was like a prequel. No, no. You ready? Yeah. Furniture polish. Oh. No, I'm not. I'm not talking like tongue oil or something to like refinish your furniture i'm talking about the the pledge the pledge or the there are several brands i can't think of the other ones right now that you're going to spray on that you know my grandmother used to spray on her on her rack and like clean the furniture do you remember the theme song no lemon pledge very pretty Makes your furniture. I don't know. That's what I remember. I'm sorry, Miss. Okay, uh, does that make sense? Yeah. Does well, that make sense? Well, you know, I think anybody who's interested in cleaning, I really can't sort of like criticize their cleaning. I'm not trying to criticize it. I'm just asking if d- does that make sense? Well, for some people, it makes sense. I mean, uh, if I'm going to use furniture polish, I'm not going to use the aerosol spray, so it doesn't make sense. Okay, that was the question. All right. All right. So the answer is no. Would well, this make sense to you? No, because I feel like. You're putting a layer of gunk on your furniture. Right. You're trying to get stuff off of your furniture, but in essence, you're putting things on your furniture. Well, that stuff's like a very 60s invention. Yeah. Wouldn't you but say? But it's still around. Lemon pledge, very pretty. <laughs> do, 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 do. Okay, so, so, I, so spray I'm, on furniture polish does not come, make sense. I'm going to come down on the other side saying that, is not, that does not make sense. All right, okay. That doesn't good. make sense. Don't you just take the dust off of it? Right. All right, so you and I are sort of like on the same wavelength are we? today because we got like products. Does this make sense? Just for men, hair dye. Oh. <laughs> Guys. 
Don't be dyeing your hair. Let it go. It doesn't make any sense to me. This is what God gave you. Deal with it and work with it is what I say. Uh-huh. Now, women, that's a different story. But men, I mean. Why is it different, though? It is different, but I'm just wondering well, why I, is it different. Well, don't you think men, men, here, here's men with gray hair, they look distinguished. Well, that's true. Right? Right. Women with gray hair, what? Right. I mean, some women with gray hair look really elegant. Oh, beautiful. And then some don't. Some look old. Like, if I, I was thinking today, because my roots are growing in. Yeah. So you need to go gray? No. Okay. Never. Never, ever? No. Never, ever? Uh-uh. I don't think so. I don't know. What if you were like salt and pepper? Maybe. Anyway, all I'm saying is that I was looking at my grays today, and I thought, because next week is is my week to get my hair colored, and I thought, why is it that women just do this and men don't do this? I mean, if I had enough hair, you know, I don't have a whole lot of hair, but, you know, what's there is not really gray. No. Um, But I see guys, and you go, dude, you're dyeing your hair, and everybody knows it. And it looks bad. Everybody knows it. It looks like Grecian formula. Exactly. Or, you know, you could, you could go to a salon and pay the same that I pay to get your hair dyed. Who's going to do that? Well, it'd be better than using Grecian formula. Spray on wax, no sense. Hair dye, no sense. 101.5 WORD. Ahead on Insight for Living. The Bible's message is to lift you out of us and to turn your attention toward the only one who is worthy of ultimate love and adoration. And once that gets in place and begins to take shape, it's amazing what it does to our relationship with others. Join us for Chuck Swindoll's brand new study through the book of Matthew, weekdays on Insight for Living. Tomorrow morning at 8 on 101.5 WORD. Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. Get deep discounts on MyPillow mattress toppers, towels, and so much more. For example, Mike is offering a buy one, get one free offer on Giza sheets. All MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Go to MyPillow.com and click on the radio listener specials for the buy one, get one free offer on Giza Sheets. Enter promo code WORD or call 800-391-0954 for these great specials. That's 800-391-0954. Use promo code WORD. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The United States has killed Osama bin Laden. Hours after that announcement, the White House leaked that it was SEAL Team 6 that carried out the operation. Al-Qaeda placed bounties on the heads of all Navy SEALs. Then, just three months later... Absorption 1-7 requested permission to take off. A U.S. Army helicopter carrying many from SEAL Team 6 and others entered the Tangy Valley. That's all flash. You can't flash. Extortion 1-7, the provocative new film telling the story of the largest loss of life in U.S. Special Forces history. Now playing on SalemNow.com. Questions quickly arise. Why did it take 17 minutes to fly a 10-minute mission? Was there a black box on board? Every American should be taught about what happened in Extortion 17. What really happened? The SEAL Team 6, that dreadful night. Fallen Angel, Extortion 1-7. The story most Americans don't know. Watch exclusively at SalemNow.com. 
With today's technology, anyone can take a video, but getting it ready for prime time, that's something many churches aren't equipped to handle. Here at Salem Video, we offer churches everything they need to go from rough cut to picture lock. With your raw footage, we can produce great looking videos for your social media, podcast, website, and even live service element. From text animation, visual effects, transitions, logos, music, and more, here's where we put it all together. What can Salem Video do for you? Ask GM Brad Marshall at 412-503-4770. The, uh, the newspapers every day, you know, online for the most part. And some newspapers, I, I love them because unexpected things, you kind of go, really? Who was thinking about that? Someone was assigned this subject. And then they reveal this, you know. So here, this is the Wall Street Journal. I mean, the Wall Street Journal is interested in finance. But in today's Wall Street Journal, here's an article. Why TV trade tables offer more than nostalgia. TV trays. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you thought? Of, look, in our house, we never had TV trays. My gram had TV trays. Okay. My wife, when her mom passed away and they, you know, took apart the house, she brought home some TV trays. They were horrible, mm-hmm. and and I don't want to use a TV tray. Why is that? <laughs> it seems. Tawdry. <laughs> it seems tawdry. Why does it seem tawdry? It's a little kind of rickety, either wood or metal yeah. thing. Yeah. And it's not that big. Yeah. It doesn't feel. I uh, use a TV tray every single day of what? life. What? Every day. I just called it tawdry. And uh, every day. That's okay. I can take it. I mean, you use one every day every for what? Day. What? what? You're sitting okay. in front of the TV set having like a TV dinner? Not having a TV dinner. But, well, first off, so the, the current life I'm living where, you know, my, my house is going to be remodeled uh, shortly. So I don't have hardly any furniture. It's your best life now. Right. I don't have a dining room table. I don't have a table. So we you, have to the eat. The TV That's, tray comes in what we eat on, right? Okay. But even previous to that, when I did have a dining room table, our... Like if we were doing any... Like if we were watching a movie together or whatever, we were making popcorn... Whatever. Everybody has TV tray. Everybody's got their little table. So well, you have your is, drink, you have you your have popcorn like a, on that. Do you have a coffee table? Yeah, but it's not an end table. It's not I mean it's kind of far away. The T the, the T V tray, it's not a TV tray. They're just folding tables is what we call them. It's a TV tray. Okay. <laughs> the T V tray. And you know anyway, what I'm talking about. Are you, uh, of the course. metal ones, the metal the ones metal with the ones flowers, great. the black ones with all those flowers that on it. That screams no, minor, 1967. Right, minor wood, minor wood. They're oak. Oh, they're very nice. They're very, they're very nice. They weren't cheap, but anyway, always it's it's always available at my house. So if you're ever lonesome for for a tawdry TV tray experience, I you just, can come over. It's just something that you know, look. Believe me, I, I'm as blue. Color, you know, you know me. Yeah, I grew up in Swissvale. I know. Okay. Uh, what, what, let, let's turn to Christy Stockdale, our producer. Oh, Christy, did you grow up with TV trays? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, well, now, what were they made of? Wood. There we go. What's going on in there? Uh, okay. The mic's falling. <laughs> are you watching it it's fall? Like your joints are creaking. <laughs> <laughs> it's too much Golden Girls. <laughs> okay. Okay. So they were wooden. Yeah. Okay. And when, when did you use them? How did you use them? Usually for like parties or. Yep. Um, I have a big family, so if we have. Like Thanksgiving dinner, we can't all fit at the table. Someone gets stuck sure. with a TV tray for Thanksgiving? With, well, usually it was the oh, yeah. kids. The oh, yeah. Kids. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. 
Um, I'm not not trying to be snooty by saying they're tall. No, no, that's okay. Believe me, I can take it. Now, listen to this. All the years I was growing up, we ate on TV trays every single night. What? You never sat at the dining room table to eat? Nope. You sat around the TV set? Yep. Every night. Oh, I feel bad for you. Yeah. You can pity me all you want. I mean, so it was. There were nine of us at the dining room table. Yeah. See, our dining room, there were only three of us when I was growing up because my sister was already out of the house. And the dining room was like for when you had guests. Or when really? you had a lot of people. Okay. But if you had three people, you weren't sitting at the table. Really? So, I mean, to this day, whenever we sit at, you know, in the living room and eat dinner, I feel like I'm cheating. Mm. I feel like I'm less than. Tawdry. I do feel a little tawdry. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like. But that, like, it's not proper enough? Not proper. It's just like I'm not giving due diligence to the work that's been done for the meal that's right. been created. Well, that's a very good point. And the conversation that's that comes from point. us gathering around I'm the table. I'm not saying. I'm not saying I'm better than anybody. I'm not saying just the way. This is how I listen, feel. I'm not saying the way I grew up was. Was the I'm not looking down my nose no, at no. that. I know you're not. I'm not taking it that way. And I'm not recommending it. I'm just saying that's what it was. So when we ate, when I was a kid, yeah. we were watching Jeopardy. or we 7 were, o'clock. Or we were watching the news. I mean, I still love it. Believe me. Yeah. I, it's a treat for me to sit and watch TV while I'm you know, having a meal. Yeah, it is. except that you feel a little like... It's just my own personal thing. Like, sure. you know, like I go, oh, John, mm. you should be better than this or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So was there anything about your house when you were little... That you thought, wow, that's awesome. So we're talking about something that you look at and say, well, I don't want to do that. Is there anything about your house that you were like, wow, that's, that's, I can't believe, like, that's really cutting edge or that's really. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a, okay. That's a good question. Okay. So my mom, God bless her. I don't know how she did this. I mean, seriously, I, she was working on a shoestring budget. My mom and dad, the two of them together. And they would like, especially my mom, you would come home from school and my mom had somehow magically like. On the on her back, changed all the furniture in the downstairs. Like everything was different. You walk in, you go, "Oh, mom, that looks fabulous." However, well, I remember this one time that like they did like a gigantic remodel upgrade, and when they did this, I thought, "What in heaven are they thinking of?" But what they did was, and this is like a real seventies thing. There was the main wall, like the largest wall in our living room, where there were two big windows. They took that wall, <laughs> I can believe it, and they had a gigantic drape. Mural. Oh, right. The one that goes from the full length. The full length. And then behind that in the windows were shears. Mm-hmm. And they were on drawstrings. You know what I mean? Like, you know, yep. the, when they did that, I thought, we are so chic. <laughs> we have ascended now. We are not in Swissville anymore. We may be in Mount Lebanon for all I know. Mm-hmm. We may be in Swickley. Mm-hmm. But we, this was like, to me, I was like, oh my God. We were like on the front page of Town and Country magazine. I couldn't believe that they pulled this out of where, you know, Don Hall working at the Union Switch and Signal was all of a sudden ascending into some fashion heaven <laughs> that I knew nothing of as a teenage boy. That's good. That's really good. The wall of curtains with the shears and the draw. What, the, what, draw, yeah. What, they're called drawstrings. No, they're, they're not. I don't know what I they forget are. What but they're called. I mean, and there they were, you know, very particular. You had to bring some expert in to make the right because the they're triple pleated and they're on exactly triple pleated. Right? Mm-hmm. How about you? Oh, something that my parents did. Well, I remember being chic. Had yeah, arrived. I remember being in like seventh grade, and they got new a new love seat. Oh, a love seat! Yeah, yeah. And it was a love seat. It mm-hmm. wasn't a. It wasn't was a, it a sofa. Couch? 
right? And it wasn't a chair. It was a love seat. And something about that to my seventh grade. I know. I think I was younger than that. I might have been in fifth grade when this happened. See, that's I a, remember. I remember thinking that particular age. Oh, right. That, a love seat. A love seat. Well, that's for two people. Right, and and that was just like me sized. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I could like lay down. Mm-hmm. And like watch TV right. and, and little love seat. We had a love seat too. Yeah. Yeah, I felt pretty good Did about that. Did it match the couch? No. Oh, it was. Different. It didn't. It was just. It was just different. Yeah. And, and my, my parents had never purchased, really bought furniture before. Like in my lifetime, they'd bought furniture before I was born. Yeah. And so I'd never seen a new. I thought that's really something. Christy, do you remember a moment like that? Something chic that arrived. I got new carpet in my bedroom. Oh. In my own personal bedroom, I got new carpet. Oh, Did my you get to gosh. choose the color? No. Oh, okay. But still. But still. And, like, my parents didn't get new carpet in their bedroom. So it was just you? Well, me and I think my sister. But we got new carpet. Nice. Oh, oh it was the- And how old were you? Thing. I have no idea. I was young. Yeah. But, it, but was, it smelled like new carpet. It was, it was the greatest thing ever. Mm. So I think it has to do with the age that happens. Right. Like you said, fifth grade. Yeah. I'm saying like maybe sixth or seventh yeah, grade. Yeah. Somewhere in the yeah, ballpark. Yeah, somewhere around there. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, you're worldly enough to know there's design trends or right. things and change. Pe- and people buy things and your family doesn't buy things. Oh, you got that right. You know what I mean? And so when they do buy something, you're like. And the adults did it themselves. Like, you know, there were many meetings about this. Right. And you thought, oh, that's how the world works, right? Right. People decide things. Decisions were made about color and style, and all of a sudden, there it is. Okay, how about this? When I went to college, now, I went to college for free. God bless my mother in the University of Pittsburgh because she was an employee of the university, and so I went to school tuition free. How smart was that? It was... God bless Nanny. Anyway, when I went to school, okay, I thought... As people do who are egocentric like myself, my family's going to fall apart. Because you're my gone. My parents are going to get a divorce. I'm going to, they know what I mean now that I'm gone. Right. Well, the first thing they did was buy air conditioning for the house. Okay. It had been hot as blazes <laughs> my kid. entire life. Okay. You're they got here. air conditioning. The second thing, they bought a new refrigerator. They bought a new washer and dryer, and they bought a new television. And we'd had the Zenith console for about 60 years. Yeah. Okay. All, it was Christmas. I was like, what's going on? Yeah, they, they hit the reset button yeah, on so you. Yeah, so there was no, like, they weren't considering divorce and, diso- you know. No, they were Dissolution. Upgraded. They were up. Everything was we're, new. We're not going anywhere. We got Heck. a cool house with a nice new TV set. <laughs> Everything's good around here. Jeez, I came home. I thought, I thought it's a palace now. Isn't that weird? You know, like, when you leave the house, like, I mean, there were seven of us, so it took forever for everybody to leave. <laughs> right. It took, I mean, like, seriously, 25 years. They were probably, like, so happy. Like, the last one left, they were like, thank goodness, we're never getting pregnant again. <laughs> We've had it. But I remember going back. I don't know why this was. I was living, you know, like uh, in my own. But somehow, I don't know why, just some weird scheduling thing. I had to come back to my parents' house on Thanksgiving Day. And the house was empty because there was, you know, the Thanksgiving dinner was somewhere else. But I had to go there and I took a shower, like, you know, in in my parents' house. And it felt weird. Like I was like an uh, out-of-body experience. Like Like, you were an imposter. Exactly. Like I knew the bathroom. I had, you know, (laughs) taken thousands of showers, fending off those five sisters. Get out of here. It's my time. Well, you had one shower. Oh, one shower for nine people. Nine people. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. I mean, and, and believe me, that precious bathroom time with five sisters and a mother as a guy, I never got in the bathroom. Never. 
So it was really weird to be like out of body experience, like as an adult, you know, a kid in college, and you're going back to revisit your parents' home, and you didn't belong there anymore. Mm-hmm. You had moved on. Mm-hmm. That was weird as well. Mm-hmm. Isn't growing up strange? It is strange. It really is strange. You know, anyway, I don't know. These chic curtains, the TV trays, the love seat, and Christie's carpet. bathroom carpet or bedroom carpet. I love it. It's what grown ups all about. Mm-hmm. We'll take a break. Be back in a second. Nobody should have to pay for one-size-fits-all insurance coverage. Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. I think it's fascinating how resilient French fries are. I hadn't cleaned out my poor car in years, and so I decided to do it from the trunk to under the seats. I found five different types of balls, enough junk to challenge Mary Poppins' magical bag, and a good start at a French fry museum. It's Ryan. And if you tried to turn all the stuff hidden in my car into cash, you'd undoubtedly owe money. But luckily for most of us, it's quite the opposite when it comes to looking inside our homes. Home values have gone fly a kite high for many. Meaning, if you look under those seats, there's a good chance you could pull out a significant chunk of money from the new value in your home to use for whatever you wanted. And with current mortgage rates being where they are, oftentimes you can lower the years on the overall loan or lower your monthly payment at the same time you're doing a cash out refinance. If you're curious about your options, We are United Faith Mortgage. We pay your appraisal fees up to $500. United Mortgage Court, Melville, New York. MLS number 1330. Department of Banking. Mortgage lender license number 22672. I find that patients just want to be heard. Stock Family Dentistry, where exceptional dentistry meets compassionate care. That takes time to sit down and listen to what the patient has to say. Listen to their past experiences, because that's all important in how I then present treatment to them, formulate a treatment plan for them, and how we move forward with their treatment at our office. My mommy is a really good dentist, and she'll take good care of you. Perry Highway in Wexford at StockFamilyDentistry.com. If you're in HR, you're probably wearing a lot of hats. Recruiter, team builder, trainer, mediator, policymaker, and of course, paper pusher. But not anymore. Bamboo HR is the number one HR software for small and medium businesses. It manages all your employee data easily and automates countless tasks so you can focus on people, not paperwork. Bamboo HR frees you from spreadsheets so you can do your real job, creating a great place to work. If the data shuffle and paperwork mountain have you ready to hang up all your hats, you're ready for Bamboo. If you handle HR records and paperwork, Bamboo HR is a dream. Let us free up your time and put your days of pushing paperwork behind you so you can focus on the people and making your company a great place to work for everyone. Try PC Magazine's top pick for HR software free today. Just go to BambooHR.com slash HR. This is a limited offer, only available to radio listeners at BambooHR.com slash HR. That's BambooHR.com slash HR. When the doctor told us about my mom's cancer, it made me feel so helpless. Until I called the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and spoke with Grace, who answered all of my questions about the disease, treatment options, and cancer-related expenses. Her support and compassion made us feel whole again. Today, I'm calling Grace to let her know my mom is beating cancer. To learn more, visit LLS.org. First dates. Now, that's a very strange kind of social experiment we do here in the West. What do you mean first dates? Just first dates. Like going on? Oh. Going out on a first date. Yeah. I mean, it's awkward, right? For I mean, everybody. Some countries, they just arrange the marriage and there's no first date. Which brings me, uh, and I'm watching the show, but I'll talk about it. Right, I know you and your dating shows. 
Anyway, an article today in Study Finds about um, poor table manners turning people off on the first date. Of course, it should. That's just it. Christy, I'm going to be asking you questions. I expected it. In a new poll of 2,000 Americans, men are almost twice as likely as women to break up with someone or end a date early because of their partner's food habits. I'm surprised it's men, Mm -hmm. really. However, men are also more likely to admit having the same habits themselves. So they do it, but they don't want you to do it. Judge not. Yep, that's what it is. That's what study finds. The top offense, talking while chewing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Millennials are outspoken about this, with 61% saying it actually bothers them so much they would politely ask the person to stop doing it on the first date. Gen Zers are a more tolerant group, saying that they'd simply ignore the food habit and try to get past it. Okay, On a first date, 42% believe that chewing with your mouth open is reason enough to end the night early. (laughs) To just bail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dropping food on the floor and then eating it is unforgivable to 49% and also worth ending the date early. And slurping food is a big no-no, but is not worthy of ending the date early. It's bad, but not like season ending. Okay. So you're on injured reserve, but you're not out. Mm-hmm. Christy, on your first dates, how do you feel about these? Have items? these things happened to you? They have happened to me. Mm-hmm. I've never ended the date early, mostly because the guys are paying. So right, I'm going to take my free meal. All right, that's I'll you know you're just you, you know what you're just practical. Yeah, yeah. You're, just, you're just being practical. I mean, why not take the free meal? Right. Um, what now? The talking through chewing. I we all experience that. Yeah. It's one time or another. Um, what about the chewing with your mouth open? I can't. I would. I would have to say something. Would you? Yeah. Is that bad? Yeah. What about the dropping? What about the dropping the food on the oh, floor? Oh, like at an actual restaurant? Yeah. But, oh, that's Who's gross. Doing that? Yeah, that's that's, super that's gross. nasty. That just seems to say that we are in two different life spaces. I don't. I mean, at a restaurant where who knows how many people's shoes have walked and people okay. spitting. What about double dipping? You got to do the flip. Don't dip. Don't double dip. Two in three, sixty-nine percent, are likely to order a dip when dining out. Okay. What? Yes, including salsa, guacamole, and queso. Those are the top three options. Okay. But double dipping. Right. Doubled the largest divide over where on the plate the dip should go is between men and women. But they agree that there is it's a real turnoff with a new person if there's a double dip Mm. that happens even one time. You? How do you feel? I never double dip ever. Even if you're at home with your family. Yep. Grosses me out. I agree. I don't know where your mouth's been. No, don't do that. You're not double dip. No. Okay. Do you flip and dip? I flip and dip. What's flip and dip? What the other side of the chip? Yeah, I never considered that. Really, no, that's good. It's like a whole other, like a whole vista. <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a more um, considered option. Yes. Okay. One last thing when it comes to food. It's still dirty. Um, the number one thing men and women agree on is that when it comes to a condom, when it comes to a dip, salsa like outpaced everything else. Not guac. Guacamole, queso, nothing. Wow. Uh, onion, dip, nothing. It just it was. I don't, I'm not that into salsa. Oh, I love salsa. Do you? I, I do love salsa. I'll take guac over salsa any yeah. day, though. Me too. I would, too. So would I. Okay. All right. Be careful on your first date if you're going on one tonight. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Salem Media Group.